Este es Dante Caballero And you are listening to The Big Gold Belt Podcast Caballo And here we go. We're getting live again with another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. I am the host here, Drew James, and I am with my tag team partner, my man, Hill Will Mahoney. What's going on, dude? What is going on, Two James? Another week here on the Big Gold Belt, and we are joined by a man today that has many a title, it would seem, many a, a moniker. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How that's do we run right. these all down, my man? Well, I think we start <laughs> off with by announcing that he is the pride of Puerto Rico. <laughs> and what would you what would you bounce back off of with that what you will oh well we, he's the pride of puerto rico he's also the leader of the cartel i believe i believe they he goes by el jefe and also el campeon because he is the man with the gold the he man is, with the gold he is the champion he is the mcw heavyweight champion he is dante caballero how you doing today buddy Todo bien, todo bien, papá. El campeón, I like it. I like how that sounds, right? Like, <laughs> if you think about it, I'm the one and only campeón in MCW history, right? You are. Very true. Yeah. Uh, so we got a ton to talk about with you. We got a big show, a big match with big stakes coming that uh, we, we got to get into. But first off, before we start, we definitely want to know how did El Campeón, how did this all come about? Uh, we'll, we'll we'll start there. We'll talk a little bit about you making your ropes and and then being in the new ROH Dojo uh, camp for Future of Honor. And then again, we'll get to the main event that's going to happen coming this weekend. So first off, the Pride of Puerto Rico. How did the Pride of Puerto Rico make his way into the Washington D.C. area? Well, like. Uh... Like, you would think that it was, like, a long time ago, but that was, like, 2015. Yeah. You know? And it was really because, like, I was – I trained a little bit back home in Puerto Rico, and it was in the school called uh, uh, Sensational Sensational Wrestling School. And it's from this wrestler called the Sensational Star Roger. Yeah. He's a really good Puerto Rican wrestler. So Sensational Star Roger, if you, like, Google him, YouTube, his matches are, like, super awesome. So – uh so he was the one that pretty much like broke me in a little bit back home. Like uh, I was like six months, and uh, I tore my knee out. You know, like uh, yeah. it wasn't that fun at the beginning. Uh, but I was like, hey man, I really want to like give it a shot. And at the same time, Patrick was doing tough enough. Uh, well, the dream that's called. Mm -hmm. right. So I was like, man, MCW has a lot of buzz. And uh, they were just starting to, like, open up back. Like, Leo was also, like, uh, kicking ass over there. So I was like, hey, man, I want to give it a shot. And my brother lived. He still lives in D.C. Uh, ah, perfect. I was like, ah, it's like an hour and 45 minutes away. Yeah. Remember, like, back, like, Puerto Rico was so small. 
that an yeah. hour and 45 minutes is almost going from like coast to coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, you could like go around the whole island. Yeah. Day. Like, there you go. My brother was like, oh, it's only like two hours away with traffic. And I'm like, that's half a day, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Different world. <laughs> oh my God. Then you have to train there for like five hours. So yeah. it's like, okay, so nine hours of my day is going to be yeah. good. Yeah. So I was like, of course I'm going to do it. You know, like uh, it wasn't an option. So that's why I chose MCW as my, you know, my next stepping ground to like yeah. wrestling, you know. There's, there's a there's a lot in there to break down. I mean, first off, a knee injury. Anybody that's you know any any form of athlete knows that knee injuries can be the ultimate deal breaker there. And I can imagine saying, I you know, shredded my knee. Okay, but I'm going to uh, jump ship. I'm gonna take the journey and just start at a at a new territory. I mean, do you feel like there was unfinished business back in Puerto Rico, or do you just knew that this was just the calling to move forward? Well, the way that I saw it was like I tore my knee, and in my head I was like, "Well, that's a sign. I'm done. Yeah, like, it's not for me." But while I was like doing rehab, number one, I like really like did my research and like looked up like uh like uh doctors that would like do surgery on like baseball players back in Puerto Rico and stuff like mm. that. So I didn't just go to the, you know, the first guy that I, yeah, Oh, that guy yeah. has a knife. Let's see if he can fix me up. No, like, yeah. I research. and, uh, when he fixed me up and I did some like uh, rehab and he was like, Oh, you're progressing like pretty quick. And I asked him like flat on, like, tell me honestly, do you think if I like recover, do you think I can wrestle? And he was like, to be honest, I don't see why not. You know, like I've seen people like tear their shoulders out and I do surgery rehab and they're like throwing like 95 miles per hour afterwards. So he told yeah. me like, if I just keep at it, then why not? So yeah. I thought, so if I'm going to do it, like the thing Puerto Rico is such a bubble, like the biggest star in Puerto Rico is still going to have trouble getting noticed back here in the States. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, there's like a saying that the Puerto, like there's like a Puerto Rican rapper that he says like, oh, if you want to like, playing the big leagues you got to go outside and that's right. pretty much like saying like you got to leave if you want to get noticed yeah much. uh so that's that's why i like i was like oh if i'm gonna actually go back after the knee surgery i'm gonna do it like full on in a place that i can actually get noticed and stuff like that what about the 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 toll of um you know of the journey and having to leave your family behind uh, how does that play a factor into this well like in the beginning, like, it was weird because, like, at first, like, uh, you know, it's it's a weird thing thinking, like, because I was I, I was in college back in Puerto Rico, and I actually have a bachelor's degree in, like, molecular biology. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> the, plan, the plan was going to be I was going to, like, study to be, like, a surgeon or a doctor, you know what I mean? So yeah. while I was in college, I really didn't feel... Like, man, I, I would kept getting distracted watching wrestling, you know? Like, I would be like, oh, I have to study for this test, but let me watch these three matches before that, you know? Like, stuff like that. And I just – and in Puerto Rico, it's so hard to get into wrestling that when I finally actually got in, like, I was amazed by it, you know? Like, uh, so after pretty much I tried for it for, like, six months and tore my knee, like – I almost fell in love with it, and I was like, I gotta like give it a shot, you know, like because in my head I think about it, hey, I could still like, of course, if I don't like have brain damage, I could still like 
be a doctor in my 40s, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> And definitely retired. He's still there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can still do this. All I need is to be smart. Like, uh, but my body's not gonna be there when it's forty. So that's why. That's why. I, like, went full on on this one. Yeah. Well, the one thing you surely have on your side is some of the toughest athletes come from Puerto Rico. So yeah. it's in 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 all sports too, especially boxing. Miguel Cotto. Felix Trinidad, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Marquez. You know about him. I'm happy that you know about him. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's, there's no doubt that you 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 are built for it for sure. Yeah, and and the rich history of wrestling down there between the Colognes and like Savio Vega. I mean, I'll go all the way back to the '80s. I mean, geez, WWC. That Puerto Rico's always been a a blood and guts territory. Exactly. So the guys that come from down there, they don't play. Exactly. Know that. Like it's, it's really like that's what I liked about it, you know, and and I feel like I've brought a little bit to it, you know, like, of course, since I've been training over here, I have if I would go back, I would really want to go back to like also like training that style because that's a different like realistic kind of way. Mm -hmm. Like It's a street fight, you know, yeah. I mean? like it's, it's like there's nothing fancy. Nothing's going to look anything like nothing it's good just gonna look rough and tough you know yeah so, um stuff that i was raised on you know based on your training and your time day wrestling could you kind of depict what is the scene out there well man now it's like really growing like uh back when i started it wasn't as big i would say uh but with the whole like boom in wrestling that i feel like it's happening now like i mm -hmm. think now wrestling is starting to become cool again in a way that it's not necessarily something that you got to be ashamed of. It's mostly, if anything, it's something that people have in common. And they're like, oh, you know also about this guy? Oh, yeah. You see somebody with, like, this shirt or something, and instead of, like, being shy about it, you actually, like, go up to him and you, like, I don't know, scream a catchphrase. Yeah. And the guy, like, responds to you, stuff like that. So I think that has also translated back to the island because there's, like, these company called, like, World Wrestling League, uh, that's in like the west side of the island, also the CW, CWA, mm -hmm. and that's where the sensational star Rogers, like the big guy over there. But they also bring like uh, Ricky Banderas and Macias from Mexico, like he's Puerto Rican and the he wrestles over there. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Mecha Wolf, he's another like big Puerto Rican star. Yeah. That yeah. So he has like those guys that are like now getting like names and that are like big names in the indies and stuff go back to the island to help out the scene and that i think is helping out the scene a lot more because they're bringing a lot more names and i at least over here am hearing a lot more buzz over there which is a good thing cool yeah so um and so again you mentioned so a Upon your injury, you took time, and like anybody should do, that's trying to make a career. You you uh you you study. You um you you thought about um different options that you had. You can you 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 seeked out having a biology major too. Obviously, should have <laughs> it, it just makes sense here. Some somebody brain who's just constantly working, even even on the shelf at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you seeked out good uh, medical treatment, but you mentioned so upon seeing uh, Patrick Clark, aka the Velveteen Dream, who was uh, at the time on WWE's Tough Enough, which is their like. Um, developmental reality show i think we can classify it as um <laughs> he's trained um at mcw um uh, right up the street from us and you mentioned that you know a spark in his in, in, in a spark in what he was doing 
gave you the idea like hey i can do this obviously it made sense you have your brother in town um as well and then you've also mentioned in the past um and in, in other interviews too that and I, and I guess this is like surreal like how can all this is all be together just all working out for me like not only did uh they have patrick clark who's on wwe at the time they have you know big names such as leo rush um there mickey james had trained there and leader trained there all people that you grew up watching and they're all in one central place where you can either you know gain experience from them but actually train on the same grounds as them so the mcw was a no-brainer for you exactly it was amazing you know yeah so what, what was that initial conversation the interview process um speaking with management and um head trainers at the time what what was all that like for you man like it was surreal like we had an appointment like me and my brother both started training there together uh and we both went to the appointment to like you gotta like have an interview and they I don't know if they try to like talk you out of it or try, try to talk you into it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How bad do you want? You know, like, uh, but in my head, I was already like decided, you know, like in my head, it was like, I could give you the money right now. <laughs> like, you don't have to talk. Like, you can, yeah. you can like just shut your mouth. Like, here's the money. And where do I go? <laughs> like, true, uh, like a, a, a true pride of Puerto Rican. Yeah, like, <laughs> or, like, I was into my brother. He's like the smart one. Like, he's the, like he's the one that has like a you know more like a, a mindset you know like he's a cooler head mm -hmm. so he's like, oh, let's hear him out let's see let's find the structure of the scheduling like how do we get to it and i'm like no man we'll figure it out man like, <laughs> ready to dive in <laughs> yeah like uh of course like and the thing is that like of course back home i was i've been like working since i was like 15 like i would like work in like a i don't know a grocery store doing this or like uh, i worked in like an uh bakery shop like doing like breakfast sandwiches and stuff so i always like had like money saved up mm -hmm. so when this moment happened i was like i guess i was saving it for this you yeah. know like, yeah so it was one of those situations i was convinced by the time so and 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 um speak a little bit about the management of mcw and um and, and kind of the influence that they the the influence and um obviously the um advice they gave you upon wanting to embark in this career well uh they, they flat out told me like uh most likely you're not gonna make it oh. <laughs> <laughs> like okay uh you're most likely gonna like uh oh uh, do you have a relationship if you do it's most likely gonna not gonna continue uh like uh if you have a good job stay with it don't quit your good job like it was stuff like that they were like that's what i mean like i don't know if they were trying to like talk me out of it or like talking <laughs> i didn't understand like they were like giving me so many like bad like, scenarios right was, you know you're like a, it's like when you're in love like you had that those goggles yeah oh, the googly me, eyes <laughs> they could have told me like oh you're gonna most likely tear your knee tomorrow at training again and you're gonna be out for a year and i'm gonna be like it's no problem i got another knee you know like <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, like, it's okay. Like, I know what to expect. Like, so uh, they told me, they gave me a lot of advice. And of course, they gave me advice of like what to expect and when you go to other locker rooms and how to like handle yourself and how to like behave. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I was always like, I think like my parents like instilled me to like always be like, hey, every, somebody's always watching. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
I think when, you know, in wrestling terms, that, that actually helped me, you know, like yeah. somebody's always watching, like you gotta always have your P's and Q's, you know, in place. Yeah. You gotta always like, you know, you watch your, watch your back, but at the same time, like always be like, uh, always be a good guy, but I, don't be naive, you know? Yeah. So I think the same advice was given to me, like in wrestling terms, of course, they, they told me in a different way than my parents would be. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna go into that, but uh, <laughs> let's just say that my parents were a lot nicer in the tone. So, <laughs> and so that journey started for you September 22nd, in 2015, and since then, you know, the guys that said like you weren't gonna make it, obviously they were terribly wrong because you cleaned up every bit of gold that was even possible at MCW, being the MCW race uh, television champion, um, being the victor of that uh, tournament to claim that two-time MCW tag team champion. And then, as we have said in the beginning of the show, we will say numerous times today, your MCW heavyweight champion. So, man, sometimes they just get it wrong, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, honestly, like, I don't mind that if anything, I like it because, like, uh, I guess, like, people say, like, you either, like, you shouldn't believe in what people are saying, like, the, the talk. Yeah. What you should just worry about is like positive uh, feedback or negative feedback. Yeah, it's either you got to prove somebody right or you got to prove somebody wrong. Yeah, that's it. You know, so whoever believes in you, prove them right. You know, like don't disappoint them because like, you know, uh, the day that you're not hustling is the day that you're disappointing people that are like, you know, believing in you. Investing, so, yeah. But at the same time, the people that are like saying that you're not going to make it like of course like of course i hope they're, they're the loudest ever because that's going to be even sweeter when you shut them up so yeah. like you just got to take it how it is you know what i mean like, uh, take it all and use it all as fuel too. yeah you use the use those guys as your fuel for your motivation and yeah. geez if you're hitting a grand slam and picking up all those belts in less than three years you're doing something right <laughs> you're on the map i guess you know like <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, not only just that, you know, you you started off and you obviously started with, by yourself or in, in, in a company by your brother at the time, but then you picked up and you had now you have your own cartel. Yeah, Porsche with next to you. I mean, you you are the man there at MCW and and and, and been a staple for a while. And then you know we'll talk about the match in a little bit, but uh, you know even even forcing some people to rethink their career. And maybe uh, they should be, you know, taking time to be spending with their family and their and their kids instead of trying to come claim your gold. Yeah, try to relive past memories, man. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, what was the point I was about to get into? Something just crossed my mind really quick. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, um, now. I, I, I'm i curious to know about how did this all come about? Now, earlier in, um, I'm about to say this year, earlier in 2018, um, ROH announced that uh, they would be uh, opening up a new state-of-the-art state uh, ROH dojo, which will be in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, will be opening on June 23rd, 24th for two-day camp. Um, and this uh, basically which will be the, the, the dojo will be partnered with uh, some of the best professional wrestling schools from around the country. Um, and that included uh, that yeah. includes the Monster Factory, MCW and so on. Um, but also too notably, 
that it said that you've also attended an always trial. I'm just wanting to know, is this synonymous or like basically how did this announcement come about and how did it affect your career considering that you were working, um, uh, you work with uh, MCW, also had an always trial or, you know, how did that come about? So, uh, so pretty much what happened, I did a tryout, if I'm not mistaken, not, I would say the summer of 2017. Uh, and I was really like, really new. Okay. But I did a trial right. for uh, Ring of Honor. And uh, the thing about those trials is that like, they give you a lot of feedback in terms of like, they give you like pretty much like, oh, like this are like the strengths that we see in you. These are the weaknesses that you we see in you. So that way you know what to work on for next time. So I did that trial and it opened my eyes and it also gives you a good like, oh, where do I stand in terms of yeah. like, like where am I at compared to like other people? Because yeah. Yeah. sometimes if you stay in the same locker room, then you're going to be just compared to the same people. So then you can't, you know, you it's like the saying of like, you can't see the forest through the trees or something like that. Yeah. Like something in that situation. So I did that. And then back in, uh, they announced the RH Dojo in January, but I was like, I was like, I'm in Baltimore. Like that's nearby. Like this and that. <laughs> And uh, later on, like, I got invited to the tryout for the dojo. Okay. Uh, All right. And then those two days that you're saying, the 23rd and 24th, I believe, mm -hmm. those were the days of the tryout. And after the tryout, that's when they chose people that they were going to train at the dojo. Uh, so after that, after that tryout, I was chosen. And uh, since then, I've been training at the RH Dojo. Uh, from the different coaches there, like Will Ferrara, Gresham, uh, Delirious, and so on. I mean, let's let's literally talk about those names. So first of all, before we, before we just re-mention those names, you've already coming from MCW, working with um, formerly known as Joey Mercury at the time, Joey of Wrestling, and then what? So you go from like really good to like top tier of the best <laughs> of the world here, Will Ferrara, Gresham. Like, how do you? How do you take all that in? I know, like it's it's surreal. Like, and remember, like I think that that was not too long ago. You know, like that was a year ago. But just like that was what, like almost six months ago, seven months ago. Yep. Yeah. Two years before that, I just started training. So like, for me, it has just been like I'm just going with the flow. You know, I'm like yeah, I'm like in a, I'm like in a canoe in a river. You know what I mean? Just chilling out and seeing where. It's <laughs> <laughs> Except that current's picking up and it's taking you places. <laughs> of course, I'm holding on, but you know, like it's it's a fun ride, of course. Like, uh, and of course, you know, now now you like get to be like a more. Uh, it's easier to network. You know what I mean? Like you can you're in front of more people, you're in front of more names, and they mm -hmm. get to know you. Like, uh, and not only that, but you can be in the same locker rooms as they are, so you can like pick up their brains and like see like what they do and what works for them and you know yeah. and you can you can just pick up stuff by like it's like i don't know like ditto from like pokemon you just like copy stuff and like you, just, <laughs> you know, or like i don't know like sell right like dragon ball z you're just like yeah. stealing stuff, you know like that's pretty much how it is okay guys so at this moment now we're going to shift from not talking about wrestling to dragon ball anybody that <laughs> knows me knows that is a thing and this can this podcast can go from potentially an hour to five hours if we need oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like i can talk dragon ball all day so I can do I, look 
Let me tell you said the magic words. Let me tell you how funny this gets right here. Both of your MCW champions and uh and Dante and both and G are both Dragon Ball fans, which Whoa. is crazy right now. So I'll mark out later for you guys. <laughs> that's, that's, Actually, like Saturday, I think it was I was at a show, she was there like watching the Brawley movie in her cell yeah. phone. Like, and I was like, are you watching the Brawley movie? And she was like, yeah, but don't tell anybody. Like, sure. Yeah, I yeah like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to tell you who sent it to her. I just won't, I would never do that. That, that yeah. poor person, I would never want anything to happen to him, you know, but <laughs> well, we're just going to say, we, we, we're just going to, we, we'll, we'll, let me know if you, uh, <laughs> that is so interesting. That's so funny. Um, it's also too like Gresham's out here putting out videos of training on YouTube and people are going crazy about imagine just having to just always have that type of hell when we talk to Gresham just on regular conversation I'm just sitting there like I forgot I'm supposed to say anything back at times just yeah. taking this so much knowledge like yeah, you become a sponge <laughs> and then um, BJ Whitmer was actually in town yesterday as well too and um in passing I've seen tons of people walking by asking him for advice and suggestions and then as humble as he is and low key as he was even in the scene he was just passionate out knowledge so like again for those to be your trainers on the day to day and I know you have training today I mean that's amazing dude right like it's just how can I not get good you know what I mean yeah you gotta exactly. like go out of my to get bad in that situation so the, like and the one thing I was just going to mention a little bit earlier too, by you know, by you uh, having the name of the Pride of Puerto Rico, like how does that embark in everything you do as well too? Considering that you know that the heritage and how everybody was Puerto Rican, they wear it strong, and again, some of the toughest guys and and athletes, period, guys and women, all of from the from in every profession comes from Puerto Rico, and and it shows. But like, what, what is that? How did how do you wear that cape? Well, well, like, uh, man, like, uh, like, from when you're from Puerto Rico, you have like a like a different, just like a different like there's like a complex that comes from being Puerto Rican. Like it's almost like an Napoleon complex, but different. I don't know how to explain it, but you always feel like you're always like swimming against the current, or like people don't expect much from you, mm-hmm. or uh, I don't know if that has to do with that like we're a colony, so like we're like property of. But we're not necessarily included as, you know, mm. like it's so, so I think that I always like you can see that in like different like Puerto Ricans in a way, yeah. that kind of attitude of like is like, oh, okay, like I, I'm gonna show this guy. Is that is I don't know, it's like a like an automatic chip in your shoulder right when you yeah. do, or something like that. Like, uh, I don't know if it's like a I, w- I want to say positive bitterness to it, <laughs> just, just to, like, <laughs> put a put a spin to it. Uh, so like uh, when you like when I call myself the Prada Puerto Rico, it's because of that, like just because like I bring because that's what I'm trying to go for. Like uh, like really, what I want to do is I want to create like a legacy. You know, like I wanna I want to create something that outlives me later yeah. on. Uh, so I want to have something that I'm proud of and. Like I said, like I was studying molecular biology, but up until now, I don't think I've ever felt as more proud of what I have been doing now, you know, because I feel like 
I'm living out my dream, I'm hustling, it's not easy, but at the same time, I'm doing it on my own and I'm doing it my way. And I'm actually like pulling it off, you know? So yeah. like, uh, I think that's that's the kind of like thing that I, I want to say I'm the proud of Puerto Rico because of that, because like, uh, like that is, like being Puerto Rican is not just necessarily like, I see it as like, oh, that just means where you're from. Yeah. No, that means like you're like a hungry, bitter, small, pitbull that you like like you know like uh like i see a big guy i, I always think about like i've climbed bigger t palm trees than that you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> there you go so, yeah. uh, that's the kind of attitude that i think is like i think that's why all like puerto ricans are like in your face about like what they're proud of, of where they're from yeah. and i think it's just because of that is like Oh, like that doesn't only represent where we're from, but who we are and our attitude towards, you know, life pretty much. You know? Yeah. We, you're definitely putting in the work. I mean, this just this weekend alone, Friday, you were up at the Monster Factory yeah. with uh, Ken Dixon doing the Future of Honor thing up there. So you're putting in the reps up there. And then Saturday, you were at Primal Conflict in a four way with your former partner, Joe Keys, I see. Yeah. And uh, Dirty Money and Chuck Lennox also in there. So you're down in West Virginia for that. Yeah, like like it was it was uh man Joe Keys really didn't let me get that one man. But I did not <laughs> I did not get pins. Therefore, I did not lose the match. Therefore, as far as I can see it, I was second place. Right. Because of course, you know the first place guy is the one that pins, and the last place guy is the one that gets pinned. <laughs> there you I go. Believe that's how it works. No that sounds one, about right. No one's arguing with a biologist. Right? Like, and I believe I was the one that was on my feet, you know, before the other before Joe Keys. So Joe was third place. I was second place. There you <laughs> go. Just, like, just in case of people like doing standings and stuff, you know. Like, yes, yeah, you didn't go out on your back. There's something to be said for yeah. that. So <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and uh you can ask Dixon if he liked their drink Friday also. Like this <laughs> You might get mad about that one, but you can just you can just ask him later. It, it seems like from what I'm looking at, it's like you have quite the nucleus of guys between Dixon and Joe Keys and Brian Johnson that like you're constantly like that's your crew. It looks like from town to town and up and down the roads from what I'm seeing. Yeah, and and there's a couple more guys too. Like uh, I would say SOS as well, like uh, uh, Bishop and Moses. Uh, Ryo, Ryo's my oh, yeah. boy. Uh, although we have like a bitter rivalry, just <laughs> because like when I was starting out, Ryo had a bit of like started wrestling, so he was he was a good brother, and he like took me to like oh like I'll take you places to wrestle and this and that, and uh, he always if he didn't like the person that he was wrestling in that place, he would tell the guy like. Oh, like uh, I hear have Dante. He can wrestle, and he's really good, and he can wrestle me, and we can have a good match. And uh, and let's just say that my record against Rayo outside of MCW is not that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say that. So we have we have that bitter rivalry in MCW. I've always beaten him. You are now. Man, he has my number, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ryu. He's uh, also uh, a former uh, guest of the show, The Last Incan Warrior. Um, he's definitely making a name for himself out there as well, too. Um, uh, like you said, uh, another Future of Honor 
um, roster member. Yep. So February 23rd, it is MCW's anniversary show, 2019, one of their biggest shows of the years. And we have the MCW heavyweight champion, which this all the stakes are on the line. This is going to be MCW's, it's, it's, it is the main event. It's going to be their big match. Um, you'll be alongside a Porsche. You will be facing the Bruiser. Now yeah. you guys are no strangers to each other, um, and 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 obviously there's no love lost uh, between you guys. Um, obviously, um, you won the championship from him back at the Shane Shamrock Cup. Uh, this was back in I July. Believe, July. Yeah. Yep. And um, I guess he decided to reevaluate himself a little bit. He suffered an injury. Um, he got knocked out. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, I guess he decided that he wanted to, upon being cleared, I guess he felt like he uh, he had uh, unfinished business with you, which brought you guys back toe-to-toe with each other at the New Year's Mayhem show um, at the conclusion of 2008 for MCW, uh, which, you know, this was his big thing. He wanted to come out of retirement, but you, I, I think you had choice words for him, and you felt that, uh, you know, maybe this wasn't the thing he wanted to do. You know, you know, if anybody knows about injury, you know about it. And you, I, guess I, I see you as a noble guy. You gave him the suggestions of, you know, hey, hang with your family, see your kids get older, see, see your grandkids born. You know, he doesn't want no business with you in the cartel. But talk about your heated rivalry with you guys. Like, He's a 10-time MCW champion. Don't you think that's that's a good, nice number? I believe I believe that's a perfect number. And then he should just leave, right? Like, like, you know, Bruiser, he trained me. Like, he was the one that was there, like, uh, screaming at me and, like, uh, telling me that I was fat and I needed to, like, run around and, like, do all the burpees and do all the stuff. And he beat me up every single day. And, man, like, I might I might forgive, but I never forget, bro. So, like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, of course, like, that might have made me better. But, you know, I told you that bitterness inside me. And remember, when I started out, the guys that were up top, who were they? They were the bruisers. They were the King Ryan McBride. They were Drawlicks. Those were the guys that were at the top of MCW, right? And now those guys, they're gone, you know? So right now, Ryan McBride, uh, he's still around. And Drawlicks, you know, Dixon took care of him, you know? And mm-hmm. I thought I had taken care of the bruiser. Like we, like me and Dixon actually, like, like he actually paid around. For, of course, he paid like Bush Light. Like, <laughs> spare no expense. I don't get it. He loves that. Like, like, whatever. But uh, he was he was like, hey man, like I took care of Drawless. You took care of the Bruiser. Like here you go. And you know I drank that cheap beer, but whatever. But uh, and then after that, it was just gonna be us. Like the guys that were like trained by the Bruiser, we were gonna be supposed to be the ones that were like running shop and you know taking care of business but then bruiser like i don't know if he like felt bitter that he was like behind the scenes and like he wasn't able to like take off his shirt in front of like single moms in the crowd i don't know what it is like, uh, to be honest i don't have i don't know a reason but he decided that he wanted to come back and uh 
it's unfortunate, you know, like because like when you come back, you don't want to like come back to fail, or you don't want to come back to like I don't know, like be a disappointment. But unfortunately, that's what's gonna happen. Like that's what's gonna happen. Like uh, he's gonna come back, and he's gonna prove that he shouldn't have come back. And then <laughs> what's it gonna be? So like at least before when he like got knocked out because you know I knocked him out and I beat him for the championship. At least you know. It was a noble ending, right? Like it was like, I don't know how they say like he was riding into the sunset, you know, like uh, he had his last hurrah and uh, and he's good, you know, like it's, I don't know. He could have just gone away like that. But I, I feel like I'm. it's almost like, I don't know, like the Fast and the Furious movies. It's like, when is it enough, man? Like, <laughs> you know, like, like you were saying, 10, 10 titles and absolutely the bruiser is like a legend of MCW, one of the cornerstones that's been carrying the promotion forever, yet now he wants title number eleven. So okay. it just keeps going and keeps going despite the cartel and all you guys trying to be the next generation of MCW. We're right now the foundation of MCW. Like right now, if you think about it, we're like that base in that house that everything is like rearing build on on top of you know like what we do is pretty much what everybody's you know talking about when we talk about mcw so like when the bruiser comes in to like try to destroy that like it's a little bit like disrespectful you know what i mean like it's it's like come on like uh what do we have to do and you know like he has not been treating the cartel really nice like he has been beating them up like in a way like some of those like i've been having to pay like chiropractor like like uh I don't know, like some of them have their like neck pains in the bull. Like he can barely walk now, but he couldn't walk before. But you know what I mean? Like you, you got a doctor on the payroll. I get it. I know, man. Like he's like bleeding me dry. Like I swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of this, so it's not just a regular match this Saturday for the MCW title at the anniversary show. It's a stairway to hell match so the stakes are it's not just the title the stakes are a little higher this saturday so what exactly is stairway to hell and what exactly are you up against champ so there's gonna be weapons hanging around the ring and uh those weapons can be used for the whole match so i'm sure bruiser is looking at it as like he has so many opportunities to like make me humble and to like uh, make me pay for, I don't know, his insecurities, I guess. Uh, but he's going to use those weapons to try to like, I don't know, try to beat me. But at the end of the day, I think he's distracted. I think he's not focused. I think he he's focusing on too many stuff at the same time. He's coming back. I'm sure he's not 100%. Because, like, you know how concussions can, like, just come back to haunt you? Like, mm -hmm. I've had concussions before, so, like, he does not know if he's 100%. So, number one, he's coming back out of retirement. He doesn't know if he's well enough. Then he has to deal with the cartel, and then he wants to get his revenge on me because I was the one that almost, like, he's not going to be focused on the championship. And at the end of the day, it's, we win be a pinfall or submission. That's it. So... Hopefully, he is dumb enough to be predictable and to <laughs> try to be 
the same old bruiser that is going to go there and he's going to just wreck everything, destroy the whole ring. Uh, we're going to fight in the crowd. He's going to take my boys and throw them into, like, I don't know, the stage. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do to Portia, but I might tell her to just stay in the back or something. I don't know. Uh, she can hold her own. She's, she's as tough as they come. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I tell her to like bring her like extra long nails that day. Maybe she. <laughs> but let's think about this though. This is your element here. You have your cartels, and we know the cartels. They pack. You are a pack. So mm-hmm. having weapons at leisure, and 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 you being the foundation, you're you are in your element. You're you you. They have to. He has to approach you. He he has. You know, have to build the mindset, the the the, the mental. Ca- capability you know he he has to see if the endurance is is, is back up to par you know there's, there's there's a lot of reasons why this match totally favors you and i can only imagine you know being on the opposite end no no but like i'm sure he's nervous you know i'm, I'm not gonna say that i'm nervous because that would not be completely that would not be true but the thing is that like i understand that there is a fire lit under him like i know the bruiser now since he knows this might be his last run like i know he's gonna go full throttle but at the same time if i'm the guy that beats him full throttle then what does that say about me it only only takes you to the next level (laughs) exactly so i want him to be all fired up i want him to be all mad i want him Mm -hmm. to have in his mindset how many ways he's going to punish me, how many ways he's going to humble me. Because after the match, after he's laying on the ground and I'm standing over him with the championship on my hands, there's going to be no doubt who's the better guy. There you go. There's a lot of moving pieces involved in this between the weapons, between the cartel, between the bruiser comeback, trying to hold on to the glory, between yeah, advantage, yeah, between Dante Caballero trying to cement his legacy. Yep. Saturday, February twenty third at Joppa, up in Maryland, the MCW at the MCW Arena. Arena. Yep. there is a lot going on here, and I think one we have one of two things happen: either either you're you're gonna you're gonna vanquish the bruiser and and, and send X MCW to, into its next era. Or we're going to have an 11-time champion, it looks like. But either way, it's going to be a big night up in Joppa this Saturday. You're going to have to come by and just watch it happen. I promise you, just be aware. Like, uh, just be careful where you're sitting at. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say that. It's going to be rough. And if you are still trying to get tickets for the show, you can find those available at mcwwrestling.com or um, M- at mcwwrestling on Twitter for all your information and so forth. Yeah, um, and there's more than just that. We got. We should let people know that in addition to the big main event, big stars up there, Christopher yeah. Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, WWE's Lillian Garcia, all also going to be in the house this Saturday up in Joppa. Bell times at 7.30, 1000 Joppa Farm Road. And I, I know we've both been up there before for, for MCW. You go to the, the shows up in Joppa. It's a lot of space, big room. So 
And with heck, with, with with the way this match is going to go down, they might be brawling all over the building. Yeah, choose your seats wisely. Yeah, choose your choose your seats wisely, and uh, if not, you know, be, make sure you ever to be a little uh, agile to move around a little bit because it's going it's going to be one hell of a, a main event that goes on coming February twenty third. So before we get out of here for today, um. I definitely want to. I definitely want to know. Do you have any closing words for the Bruiser, MCW, anybody? Well, for the Bruiser, I want him to bring his A game. I want the Bruiser to be all fired up. I want the old Bruiser. I want the Bruiser that is rough and tough. He's gonna bring all candlesticks. He's gonna tear down all those trash cans. Like I want to see him try to like kill my boys because my boys they're coming. They're coming for some blood too. You know what I mean? Like the Bruiser has been like punishing them a little bit too much. He has been, you know, getting a little bit handsy with Porsche. You know, and I see that stuff, and I, I remember, like I said, like I may forgive. You know, like I forgive anybody for anything, but I never forget. And I'm always gonna like write those stuff behind, and I'm gonna catch in a receipt later on. So I want Bruiser to come there February 23rd with a fire lit under him because I'm gonna knock him out again. Hmm. Tough words there. Look, you don't want to miss this. You do not want to miss this again uh, for all the information for MCW upcoming events and for their anniversary 2019 show. Step over to MCWWrestling.com or on Twitter at MCW Wrestling. Uh, for, well, let's let's run down the names, Will, because it's only the most proper way to end the show. <laughs> With all the stars for this Saturday night? No, 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 no. The 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 champion, the only person we, we need to run down oh, the name. Oh, no, right the, the, the man, the man, the man of the hour, the pride the of Puerto of the Rico, hour. the pride of Puerto Rico, the leader of the cartel, El Campeon, Dante Caballero. You heard you heard it here today. Big night Saturday night. Gotta keep Bruiser get, from getting that eleventh MCW title around his waist. So folks, you, you gotta come out. It, it it does not get bigger than this. That's right. Look, thanks for everyone that's tuned in for today. And uh, stay tuned. We have more updates. We have more interviews coming on. And we will see you guys at MCW this Friday.